This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Phil Mackey. He's a very excitable guy. Sometimes, you know, he gets off the reservation a little bit. Judd Zolgad. And he's like 200 years old. He's like the most negative dude in the world. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Is this football time? Football time. Is this yes. Vikings prop bet time? Uh, it's Vikings prop bets. Almost every week we do this. And um, I've got a few juicy little Vikings questions for you guys. And by the way, Doogie with a midweek scoop in 10 to 15 minutes from now. Mm-hmm. Doogie will join us with hopefully information, Twins Hot Stove. I don't know. He always comes with uh, with some good stuff here. Perhaps so, some wolves? We also have our, our, our loyal listener, Matt, has emailed us another Vikings-related poem we have to get to <laughs> later in the show. Okay. So, all right, let's start with this one, gentlemen. Mike Zimmer has uh, led one of the better turnarounds of any NFL team. Now, they did go 8-8 eight and eight last year, so it wasn't like they were a train wreck, but the Vikings have vaulted into Super Bowl contention. Simple question. Should Mike Zimmer be named NFL Coach of the Year? Oh, boy. I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say the job that Sean McVay has done with the Rams is the most impressive job. Even though they might not be as good as the Vikings, he has taken what appeared to be a dumpster fire with a quarterback who we were seriously questioning after he was the top pick and made them extremely competitive. And by all accounts, he is is basically propping Jared Goff up to a certain degree. So despite the fa- despite the job that Zim is doing, I'm going to say no. Stole the answer right out from under me. Yeah, McVay is your guy. Have you seen in the last few days the uh, NFL Films video that Sean McVay literally calls out Jared Goff's audibles for him? Really? Yes. I saw something. I did not listen to it, but I saw something about that. Yeah. The microphone, yeah, the microphone cuts out at 15 seconds on the play clock. The goal is they get to the line as fast as possible so McVay can look at the defense and say, hey, hey, kill, 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 or go to this, go to that. See, that's amazing. I'm not sure if that's the best thing for Jared Goff long term, if he can't even like walk up to the line of scrimmage. And But in terms of who's doing a better job coaching, I guess Sean McVay putting himself behind center, basically, mm-hmm. uh, is good. Why the arbitrary cutoff there? Why 15 seconds on the play clock? I think because they don't want you to be able to do that. Well, then just cut off communication... You know, once you break the huddle or something, yeah. yeah, But then if you're, you know, no huddle offense or the sugar huddle, I guess that's something. (laughs) Muddle huddle. Uh, You know, I would say you guys are right on with uh, with Sean McVay, Mike Zimmer, not the NFL coach of the year in the discussion. And I'll add two other names: Doug Peterson, Philadelphia. That turnaround, and they they went from missing the playoffs last year and, and finishing below 500. 
to being arguably the best team in the NFL this year. I mean, you could split hairs there, Patriots, but the best team in the NFC. And uh, Carson Wentz playing like an MVP. So premature explosion. Exactly. (laughs) Premature explosion. Um, You could add Sean Payton to the list, but I would take him off then shortly after adding him to the conversation because if you were the coach that oversaw some of the worst defenses in the NFL, Mm -hmm. do you then get full credit for like fixing the problem that you helped create? Probably not, right? Yeah. So, um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider him above Mike Zimmer. All right. Vikings prop bet question number two for you guys. According to numberfire.com analytics website, the Vikings are the fourth most likely team to win the Super Bowl this year. They have a 13% chance to win the Super Bowl. I believe the Patriots are number one or right there with the Eagles at like 22%. So Mm-hmm. How many teams do you guys think should rank ahead of the Vikings in likeliness to win the Super Bowl? So number fire has three teams above the Vikings. How many teams do you guys think are more likely to win the Super Bowl than the Vikings? So they've got Patriots, Eagles, and who else? I'm sorry. Uh, Steelers. And Steelers. You know what? Even though in my uh, in my uh pigskin rankings i've got the steelers um what behind the vikings now i think i've got i'm gonna say i'm gonna say two teams i'm gonna say the patriots who you can't sleep on just because they're the patriots and they're always so damn good and the eagles is fair and i've got the steelers behind the vikings and i'm going to keep it that way so i'm going to remove pittsburgh and i'm going to say it's two teams above the Vikings right now, and then the way that they're going right now with this defense, the Vikings are third in my mind. Uh, you stole the answer from me once again. Well, You're I'm exactly sorry, right. Well, Very well done. Eagles and Patriots are your two teams. I'm still a Steelers detractor. I still think they're frauds every year. They just take advantage of a bad conference and an even worse division. It's the Patriots winning the AFC, and that's that's all there is to it. And give the Eagles their due, 10-1. and one. Uh, the three of us are in lockstep on this. I think number fire is a little off because Dave and I share the same opinion about the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell are good enough to overcome just some of the disorganization, the playing down to opponents. It's just a, it's a, it's a franchise you feel like should be way more dominant because they have Hall of Famers at these big important positions. And I can't tell if Mike Tomlin's an overrated coach or what the deal is, but it, the Patriots are probably going to dispose of the Steelers if the Steelers get to the AFC Championship game. So if we're going off likeliness to win the Super Bowl, the Steelers probably aren't going to get there. And if they do, they'd have to play maybe the Vikings and Mike Zimmer's defense um, Mm -hmm. and or the Eagles. or So, yeah, I think Patriots and Eagles. And then some of the other teams like New Orleans, they might have to go on the road and play Philadelphia or the Vikings. If they're at home, it's home games. Yes. Yes, so it makes sense to uh, to put the Vikings up that high. All right, prop at number three. Will Case Keenum be in a Vikings uniform next season? Hmm, that's a very good question. My initial thought is no. I don't think they want him to be their starter, and he will probably get a starting job somewhere or at least some big-time money to be a backup. But I think he's absolutely a starter somewhere next year. I don't think Zimmer and the, and the Vikings want that. So, no, I say he is not. I'm with Dave. If you're not going to uh, commit to him full-time now, which clearly they're not going to, and uh, they have a quarterback that I think they'd like to resign and they like more, I'm going to say Case Keenum is going to get paid probably way too much, perhaps based on one year, but it's not going to be by the Vikings. Yeah, I'm gonna say no as well. We're we're not deviating very much from uh, from each other's answers here. 
I think the fact that they're so skeptical about him even right now and that they're just looking for an opportunity to put Bridgewater in, it's and that's where it's it's funny when fans jump on when listeners jump on us or anyone who questions Case Keenum. If the head coach is questioning Case that's Keenum, the are whole you point. are you are you go rip Zimmer? The controversy, go send Mike Zimmer an email. This controversy, as as we've been saying for weeks, has never been driven by us. Yeah, it's being driven by the fact that you aren't going to commit to him full time. And guess what? They might be right. Yeah. So uh, if 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 the commitment now means paying him at least ten million dollars a year and. If I'm Case Keenum's agent, I'm looking at Mike Glennon. I'm looking around the league at some of these other big contracts. I'm looking at Ryan Fitzpatrick from a few years ago and saying, well, my guy's better than that, for God's sakes. Look at the numbers he put up with the Vikings. And um, I just don't think they're going to want to play $15 million a year poker with Case Keenum. So there is another name out there that we can get to. Oh, yes, there is. As of yesterday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very right. juicy. Did you see the Manning face in the uh, locker room media session, too, where he's kind of crying, yes, but more like baffled? Very yes. sad. Yes, yeah. he's he's very flummoxed right now yep. by his lot in life. Eli face. Uh, I was going to throw another one at you guys, but let's break to get to uh, Doogie with the scoop so we don't so we don't hassle questions too much. Or I'm sorry, stuff. <laughs> yeah, questions at uh, 1030. Well, I mean, you never still know. Still in the bullpen, sitting there with hours. a jacket on. Yep. Mackie and Judd hanging out here, talking Vikings, talking uh, go for football. A scoop with Doogie in about uh, three minutes from now, four minutes from now, and then Mike Gola Jr. at 1215 to talk football. We also have our weekly quarterback cesspool challenge in an hour from now, it's Mackie and Judd. Mackie and Judd are back. Show me what you got. On 1500 ESPN. All right, Doogie's in here. A little midweek scoop action. You can find him, 5 Eyewitness News and KSTP.com and his scoop podcast on 1500ESPN.com. Pretty much anywhere you would find podcasts. Uh, what up, Doogie? What's Good morning, on? gentlemen. Hi, Happy Doogie. Hump Day. The new podcast will post either tonight or tomorrow. Former Gopher Jim Carter. Now, I'll tell you this much, Phil. I heard at the beginning of your show yesterday, you cited a letter. Let's just say who it was. It was Jim Carter because Jim is on the podcast. We openly talk about the letter. Look at you revealing all my sources. Yeah, right you now. come on. It's here. unbelievable. <laughs> I know. And by the way, your source on, on those twin stories, we all we all know it was Terry Ryan. You were talking to him directly. All those years Terry was giving you scoops. Uh, you know Terry, Mr. Open Book. So anyway, Jim is upset. With the P.J. Fleck contract extension. So I taped him last night. He needs to calm down. So him and I went back and forth. Healthy disagreement. Him and I had about a 25-minute conversation. So that will be on the podcast. Why is he so worried about, like, he's worried about some, like, money being wasted? Like, what? Fiscal irresponsibility. Okay. And he cites... Richard Pitino didn't him. fill up the gas tank again. Oh, Well, I'm with him on the Randy Handel $75,000 investigation. Investigating. Now, I'm biased... Because I know how hard, how diligent my newsroom works. So we were the ones on Channel 5 who had that story about Randy Handel in the Gophers Athletic Department. So they spent seventy-five grand to find out how you guys broke the story. Correct. And, and Instead of really investigating why Randy had those issues, what else yeah. is going on internally? And that's a waste. Let's investigate and, the leak. That and, was a waste of and money. And Doogie, that's a waste of money. Correct. That is silly. So Carter and but, I agree but, on some points, but on the Fleck extension, clear, we disagree. Though. Let's be clear. If you want to be competitive in Division One. Sports these days. Look at the contracts being given to, to football coaches. That's the price of poker now. So this is a ridiculous notion to be like, well, you wasted your, your, you know. No. If you want to be competitive, you spend a lot. If you don't, you don't. But then come out and tell us. And Mark Coyle wants to be competitive. I don't blame Mark Coyle. 
I'm with you. So, now, I will credit flex agent Brian Harlan. He was at the Gophers Northwestern game. He's based in Chicago. That's Kevin Harlan's brother, by the way, who's the agent for P.J. Fleck. He played the game brilliantly. Now, did Tennessee reach out to Brian? Did Brian go to Coyle and say, hey, I'm hearing that Tennessee might come calling? There's some disagreement on that. Do I think P.J. Fleck was leaving after year one? No. Did I think Tennessee was extending an offer to P.J. Fleck? No, although at this point they will, they wouldn't. They would. They might (laughs) love to have PJ Fleck at this point. They're now going after the Purdue coach, you know, who's only been there for one year. But I don't think Fleck was leaving after one year. But I can just tell you, Harlan played the game brilliantly, convinced Coyle, hey, Tennessee's either gonna call or they have called. Hey, why don't you up the buyout? Hey, just extend him by a year. So it's part of the game of college athletics. Big time college athletics. Uh, tell us about you. Uh, you track down the new JUCO transfer quarterback. Is it Vic Viramonte? Vic Viramontes, although, as he told me, his name is pronounced five different ways. Pronounce it however you would like. I go, Vic. <laughs> v squared. It's your last name. Why don't you tell me how you want it to be pronounced? <laughs> he also unprompted gave me a hug after the interview. A really nice young man. <laughs> what? He gave me a hug. Yeah, you know, he, he, he's sunshine from uh, Remember the Titans. Like two arms around or bro hug? Yeah, no, it was two arms, yeah. Thankfully, <laughs> wow. he had to reach down. So he's a legit 6'1 and a half, 6'2. I'm 5'10. What was the context? Like, he, he just was really just loved your lines of questioning? Well, no, I doubt that. I mean, who the so heck he, would love my line of he's, questioning? He's like a flower child? I think he was just 60s? happy. He was embracing the moment. Like, never in a million years did he think a TV station wanted to track him down at the airport. By the way, I was going to get him on campus. NCAA rule that you can't talk to a recruit while he's on campus. So I had to wait for him to get dropped off at the airport before I could talk to him. So I talked to him in the ticketing area. Would you believe that? But anyway, I think he was just happy. You know, I mean, it was Monday was the culmination of a lot. You think about out of high school. Well, originally he was a Michigan commitment. Then he goes to California. Sonny Dykes leaves Cal, the new coach comes in, pretty much kicked him to the curb, okay? He ends up at Riverside Junior College, you know, then he has a Kansas offer, a Mississippi offer, a Gophers offer. It's been a long couple years to get to the Division I Power 5 level. So I think it was just hitting him at that moment. Hey, there's a TV camera shining on my face. This guy's asking me questions about my dream coming true. So I think the moment just hit him, so he gave me a hug. Oh, look at so you. I hugged him back. Oh, I'm a nice guy. A oh, you did hug guy. him back. Well, of course. What am I going to do? Not hug him? I How long have... did you hold it? <laughs> three seconds. I would not have. I don't know. Three seconds is an I don't That's hug. That's a long <laughs> hug. Yeah, one. I don't hug. Two. I, I'd be like, dude, no. Well, you have a lot of I'm social com- anxiety. I'm not comfortable right now. Well, I know. Yeah, you're just you're at times socially awkward, Judd, so I get that. <laughs> what was I going to do, though? Like, tell him no hug? But anyway, as a player, he's got legs. It looks like from the film he can throw the ball a little bit. <laughs> but I'm not going to claim to be an expert. I will defer to Fleck and Sharaka. They developed a quarterback at Western Michigan. They saw enough, heard enough, that they liked the kid. They offer the kid. They got their guy. I would make him the betting favorite to be the 2018 starting quarterback. Not to dismiss Tanner Morgan's chances, the redshirt freshman. Yeah. He was a part of Fleck's recruiting class at Western Michigan. Fleck comes here. Morgan flips, comes to Minnesota. They like the young man, but I'm told arm strength is a red flag there. Great kid. Great work ethic. I've heard a lot of good things about Tanner Morgan, but I'm not quite sure he's ready to be a Big Ten quarterback in 2018. Was Demry Croft really suspended for simply kicking a door no. as he tweeted? Oh, and I hate to pile on because the kid is gone. He, how open do I want to be here? 
A hundred percent open, Doogie. There's it's just it's just the four of us here. You sold just the four of us and some Phil sources. I'll, just, out I'll out leave it at the start this. of the segment. He violated multiple not only NCAA rules but team rules twice. You could have kicked him out after the second red flag. He's the cl- second issue. He's clueless. He's lucky. Watch him play to have been kept. Okay. So then his dad, him, they request a meeting with Fleck after the game on Saturday. I'm told there was absolutely tension in the room. They walked in with the idea that, hey, we are going to ask for our release. Fleck was open to giving him his release, but it got a bit heated. You know, then he was on the bus, I'm told, on Sunday to head to the team banquet. They actually pulled him off the bus. Now, my point was fight to be with your teammates, but awkward position for Croft. So he wasn't even at the team banquet. I'm told he pretty much wasn't recognized at the team banquet. So this thing went south. You can recognize the two completions he had against Northwestern. That would have been a nice moment. Well, you know what? In his defense against Wisconsin, they were playing two walk-on wide receivers. His receivers didn't do him any favors. You know, But I told you guys going back months that I didn't think the 2018 quarterback was currently on the roster. There was a reason. Now I think it's Viramontis. He wasn't on the roster a couple months ago. But anyway, there was a door incident with Croft. That's with the management folks at his apartment complex. There is an issue there, okay, that he needs to settle. <clears throat> but it's got nothing to do with the team. He wasn't suspended because of the door incident. That was that tweet was ridiculous. God, how about maybe owning up? Like you're an adult, o- own up to some stuff. Correct. I, I, and let's not I forget there was there was something, you know, when he played for Clay's. He got into it with a member of the golf team. Now the word was there were some there was some racial stuff being tossed about. If that's true, I can't necessarily fault Croft, but there was an altercation with another athlete under Clay's. So that was one red flag. Then you've got the multiple issues, you know, happening, you know, one in January, one in September. I'm yeah. just saying after the September incident, now to cross credit, he did all sorts of community work, you know, at least via social media. He played the good soldier. But I'm just telling you, you easily could have kicked him off the team after the incident in September, after he was given a second chance on that front. Uh, Timberwolves. So it's they're 12 and nine. It feels like they're, you know, they have five wins in some ways. So. What are you hearing about the Timberwolves? It it just it, it feels like Tom Thibodeau is having a hard time connecting and teaching the things that he wants to. Are we being too impatient? Just thoughts on the Wolves. Well, how about this one? So I have the six-year-old with me at the Magic game the day before Thanksgiving. So Droogie, of all people, you know, we have pretty good seats. He goes, does the coach, does he like his job? Does he have fun? I'm like, you know what, buddy? That's a really good question. I think he does. He never smiles. They were up 26 in the third quarter against Orlando. And it looked like Tibbs just wanted nothing to do with the game. It's okay to sit down from time to time. It's okay to smile. Look like you're having some fun. I do think the team takes on his personality at times. I still think they're a playoff team. Now, some of that is the West. I mean, you look at the West right now. You know, Leonard still out for the Spurs. You know, Millsap out for Denver. Gobert out for Utah, Blake Griffin out for two months for the Clippers. So many injuries in the West, but you can make a case the West isn't as good as we thought it would be. I still think Oklahoma City will be good, but right now they're in the ninth spot in the West. You know, So I still think the Wolves make the playoffs, so let's not forget that. It's been 13 years, okay? We'll enjoy playoff basketball come April. But yeah, even last night, you go up 93-91 or whatever it was. You go up two, tie is the nice pass to Taj, you get the bucket. Then look at their defensive effort, those last two possessions. In particular, that last one, Porter hits the jump shot, Washington goes up. 
Carl Anthony Towns, there was no effort to contest what that shot. What can they do to improve this bench, Doogie? Well, I'm told they are open to adding, whether it's a wing or a center. I mean, you can make a case that Carl Anthony Towns is playing too much, that he needs to take a well, break. The starters last night had to, I guess. Yes. Here's a name for you. Now, by no means is anything on the cusp of happening. Just a name to watch as we approach the February trade deadline. Nerlens Noel of Dallas. I'm told the Wolves have some interest. You think about his skill set, blocking shots, rebounding. He would be a good fit on the Wolves. Just a trade name to watch as we approach February. He signed a qualifying offer, so he'd be a free agent after the year. So he'd be a Band-Aid. But you need that sort of guy. Gorgie Jang's game, for whatever reason, has taken a step back this year. They need a wing. They need a center, I would argue. Um, let's wrap it up here with uh, with twin scoopage. It's hot stove season. Winter meetings are coming up here in about a week or two. But everything's kind of slow moving, it seems like, in Major League Baseball. But Thad Levine's been out there publicly saying, hey, we're in on Otani. We're interested in you, Darvish. We're looking to make some splashes. What are you hearing behind the scenes? I think there's a lot more going on behind the scenes than on the surface. Like, we're all just waiting. Like, what's going to happen? Outside of Doug Fister leaving the Red Sox for the Rangers, no free agent unless I'm missing one. But no free agent is signed. So we're all just sitting here waiting. Like, what is taking so long? Yeah, Justin Upton, like, re-signed, I think, with the Angels. He did, yeah. But anyway, I was trying to get Thad Levine on camera today for a winter meetings preview. I'm told he may not even have five minutes for me today because that's how hard these guys are working behind the scenes. They are still in on Darvish. Now, I keep hearing it'll take six years, over $115 million. In the end, are the Twins really willing to spend that much money? I pause a bit. I actually had a Twins insider tell me this person says a trade, a trade for a frontline starting pitcher or a closer is more likely than a free agent signing. But, hey, if you could get you at a slight discount, he did have Tommy John a couple years ago. He does like Thad Levine. You know, I had the the note a couple weeks ago. I still can't get a name, but the Twins hired a trainer with ties to Japanese baseball who knows you, Darvish, pretty well, I'm told. I don't know if he's Japanese or just has ties to Japanese baseball. All I know is he's got a connection to Darvish and to Otani. Now, my understanding is the Twins would have hired him regardless of Darvish's situation, Otani's situation, that he was hired on his own merits. They needed to hire a new trainer. This guy fit the bill. But it certainly helps that he has those connections. But I still... I still have a hard time seeing the poll ads in the end approving a six-year, $115 to $120 million offer for Darvish. I think it's more likely they give up a Nick Gordon plus another prospect or two for an Oda Rizzi. You know, they have talked to Tampa, you know, or, you know, maybe end up with, you know, Colome from Tampa as your closer. Yeah. You know, Garrett Cole. You, you know, somebody of, somebody of that ilk. I'm told they've talked to the Mets. I don't know who they've talked to the Mets about. Would it be Harvey? Maybe, maybe not. Benia's They've got contract. some other starters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just take so anyway, that on now. I'm just saying, don't dismiss <laughs> the possibility later. of the Twins making a trade. <laughs> right, now, maybe that comes stuff. more to fruition down in Orlando at the winter meetings. Maybe that's not tomorrow or the next day. But I'm just saying, don't forget about that. But they are still talking to all the agents of all these pitchers. So I guess there is a chance, if the poll had say, yeah, go ahead, do it, that they do sign a, a pitcher instead of trading for one. Sure. All right. Doogie with Thanks, a scoop. Find his podcast. All right, boys. Uh, iTunes, wherever you would find podcasts, 1500ESPN.com. Dave, what kind of stuff's coming up next? No, we've got to get into the ejection heard around the world. A furious rant about the benching of Eli Manning. A little Tiger Woods update and a wrestling promo of the week. 
Mackie and Judd now continue. I think all the pieces are there. On 1500 ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by KFC. Get your family the gift of a $20 fill-up from KFC. You put it under the t- or on the table instead of under the tree, but they'll still love it. KFC, it's finger-licking good. In sports, there's a lot of stuff you should simply be aware of. There was stuff going on that no one talked about. It's pretty heavy stuff. Let me show you some stuff. I don't do that stuff no more. This stuff can give you brain damage. And then there's the stuff you should know about. Lots of great stuff. This is the fun stuff. I love this stuff. Good stuff. Man, this stuff's good. This is that kind of stuff. I want to check that stuff out. Mackie and Judd now continues. This is very serious stuff we're talking about here. With stuff you should know about. It's the best day of stuff because it's a Wrestling Wednesday stuff. We're going to dive deep way back in the Wrestling Archives for Promo of the Week today, too. All the way back to the AWA. But first... The ejection heard around the world. LeBron now the other way. Takes it to the top of the key. He hesitates down the left alley. Drew contact. Oh, my goodness. Nothing called LeBron. Going to get a technical. Did. Now he got thrown out. Wow, he got what? a double technical. Kane Fitzgerald just threw LeBron out of the game. Whoa. First time in his career he's been tossed. LeBron, your thoughts? I got fouled and, uh, and showed my uh, frustration to the ref. And uh, he uh, sent me to the locker room. It's like almost they're trying to turn me into a jump shooter, you know. I, I can't be a jump shooter. I'm not a jump shooter. You know, I watch games every single night, and I see jump shooters going to the line multiple double-digit times every night. And I'm not a jump shooter, and I get fouled just like everybody else do. So, you know, it's one time going to the line one time, and, you know, three times or four times. That's, that's, not, that's not what it's about. Hot take coming from a former youth and U of M intramural basketball referee. That wasn't a foul on the shot, LeBron. You initiated contact. That's on you. Did he really do enough to get double double teed there? Was he? I mean, I, I saw that he was mad, but he was also asked what you said to the referee. We don't know exactly what it is, but whatever you said, have you said that to a referee before? And he answered, "Yeah." Oh, absolutely, yes. Okay. When so he, the ref might have been a little thin-skinned. I mean, one technical seems like it would have sent. When when he got tossed, he got the baseball toss, though. Oh, yes, he like did. Like, he got the, you're out of here toss, yeah. as, as opposed to just, like, the thumb. So the referee must have been offended. What do you think uh, the, the league thinks about referees throwing LeBron James out of a game like that against the Heat? It's home game, Cavaliers. Not good for business? Yeah. You guys see the tweet from Enos Cantor, by the way, regarding the yeah, ejection? He circled the ref. Yes, because a couple weeks ago, after the little brouhaha at Madison Square Garden, LeBron had a tweet of picture of him standing by the Knicks logo and you know something about the King of New York. So Enos sends one of the photo last night of LeBron getting tossed, circles the ref, and points to him, King of Cleveland. <laughs> That's amazing. Outstanding. Yeah. The, now Enos Cantor, the level of like brashness and trash talk compared to how good he actually is at basketball is a very wide gap and yes. I can appreciate I that. I can relate him. to that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> talk a lot of smack, never once backed it up. 916,000 homes. That's the estimate of how many homes ESPN has lost this year. In fact, since February, almost a million boys. Wow. And the word is the uh, rumored layoffs happening today. 
The uh, intercepted memo from ESPN President John Skipper. Today we are informing approximately 150 people at ESPN. Their jobs are being eliminated. The, uh, eliminated. the majority of the jobs eliminated are in studio production, digital content, technology, generally reflecting decisions to do less in certain instances and redirect resources. This is the third big one in the last year plus, right? First one, one was right before the NFL draft, right? Where they I thought there was off. one. Bef- I thought there was one before that that wasn't huge. Then there was the one in April that was enormous. And this is this is probably big, but it's not as big as the, the one in the spring. That so they had three. It was a well-crafted corporate note there. I think if you could translate, oh my God, we're leaking money. People are cutting the cord. I want to tell John Skipper right now that Judd Zolgat, for one, is not canceling his cable and has no plans to do so. I'm not cord cutting. I'm paying the huge bill, and I'm just fine And with Judd it. Zolgat is willing to cut his salary as a extended ESPN <laughs> family member in half. In half. That's not going to help folks too much, Phil. I got bad news for you. (laughs) And now Phil Mackey does everything he can to ignore reality and defend a hero of his youth, despite knowing in his heart that hero is broken beyond repair. We'll see. Says he feels good, Phil. Tiger, tomorrow, Hero World Championship. He'll be one of 18 in the field. Asked, I believe, just yesterday in a little sit-down interview with Golf Channel. I mean... Did you consider retirement? I don't know if it was, the retirement was a word, but I didn't think I could ever play golf with my friends again uh, because I spent most of the last year or so um, in bed. Um, I wasn't, as I said, I wasn't, allowed, I wasn't able to go out and have dinner because uh, I couldn't sit. And so a lot of things were, were very, very difficult and playing golf at the elite level was the furthest thing from my mind. Um, I was just trying to go from point A to point B in the house. How about that? He couldn't play golf with his friends. Yeah, you guys you guys so have spent many... the entire last two years mocking me for saying Tiger Woods will come back at some point. In fact, let me bring you to the Golf right, Channel did, Tiger Tracker sure. Twitter account. Oh, please. Right. Where they're tracking his Pro-Am round right now. There's a Pro-Am today, and then the tournament starts tomorrow at the Hero World Challenge. Uh, Tiger just made an eagle an hour ago, an easy eagle, drove the par 4-7. That's right, drove a par 4, wakes up out of bed after his ninth back surgery, drives a par 4, rolls in a 15-footer for eagle. No big deal. Sort of a big deal. And then collapsed to the ground, writhing in pain. Number one player status <laughs> in the world. too much. Do we have yardage on that uh, par four? Uh, it's the par four seventh, if somebody wants to uh, look it up. If one of our oh. interns can look that up, it would be great. Charlie? Oh, oh he's gone. Bennett! <laughs> Bennett was a big Tiger fan, too. Oh, that, my God. Yeah. That last soundbite that you played made so many inappropriate thoughts come to my mind that I can't say. Like he spent a lot more time than just the last year in bed. And then I thought of Denny's when he said I couldn't go to a restaurant with my friends. Sure. Yes, I thought about three things that are completely inappropriate. Well, look, here's another tweet from 45 minutes ago. Birdie on nine, par five. Little uh, solid nine holes there for Tiger. A couple birdies and an eagle. <laughs> you guys keep mocking. Surgery sched- scheduled for a week yeah, from He's Wednesday. only out driving Dustin Johnson. That's fine. Actually, he's not at all. He did a couple times no. in the round with Trump. No, I last even week. actually literally saw a quote this morning of Dustin Johnson saying, Yeah, he looks great, but I still outdrive him. <laughs> Once in a while. Like he just said that. Once uh-huh. in a while. Uh huh. Yep. Well, you guys can be your buzz kills. Agenda's and, uh, being kill filled right it's now fun. by Phil. Geno Smith taking over the reins of the New York Giants. That means Eli Manning sent to the bench. The streak is over, and somebody doesn't like it. 
That would be the sports pope, Mike Francesa, WFAN. You're going to turn around at 2-9 and nine and blame this now on Eli Manning? He hasn't played great this year because he can't operate with no wide receivers and no offensive line and no running game. Who the hell can? And he has not honored one word. This is a guy who is, a, at worst, a borderline Hall of Famer. who is a two-time Super Bowl MVP. There are a handful of those ever in the history of this league. And he's never, ever said a bad word about any of those guys who are holding him in judgment now. Not one time has he thrown that coach under the bus. I wonder if McAdoo's going to be back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems unlikely. Extension? I don't know. The sports pope is going out firing. That's he all is. I know. He's- I love that we have to kill Eli Manning's 210-game starter streak going back over a decade because we need another look at Geno Smith. Huh? We haven't seen enough Geno Smith yet to find out if he's really crappy or just kind of crappy. Who's the other guy? Davis something? Davis Webb. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, oh, f- nobody named Davis as a good football player. That's just a rule. No, Davis Webb should either be on the uh, like knockoff professional golf tour. Webb.com. Or Webb.com. There it is. <laughs> That's where he should be. Yes. Oh, let's uh, let's play a little Charles Barkley. He was a guest of the Gino Oriema podcast, holding court, and once again ripping basketball players, uh, the modern day player, because they're too soft and they like to take uh, take take days off. It wasn't like that in Charles' day. Drives me crazy when guys making thirty million dollars complaining about playing basketball two days in a row. I mean, we did that and flew commercial. These guys don't even they never even go to the airport. <laughs> I, I, we, I remember when we said I'd be sleeping in the airport at five o'clock in the morning, traveling three hours and playing a game that day. You guys uh, never, but you guys never chartered. We didn't start chartering until like my third year in the NBA. Charles later added, also first year, yeah, he was sitting coach too. Oh, Charles, you know what? I think people though now are get really tired of, of the old. Back in my day, back in my day, we had to wake up. You still play pro sports. You still yeah, got a pretty. You still got a pretty good deal in life. I think what's happened too is there's so much criticism for lack of championships. If you're LeBron James and you don't win a championship, then you get crucified on social media. And so that didn't happen 20, 30 years ago because there was no social media. So LeBron James and all the other top players sit and they say, "All right, well, if all I'm being judged on is championships, then why would I care about like I'm, I'm going to rest eight times in the regular season to be more." Spry for the uh, May and June games. I don't know. Yeah. Two different eras. Wrestling promo of the week. AWA days. Gene Oakland at the mic with none other than the Crusher. Wow. We've got a couple short ones here. First, Crusher letting us know of the prestigious title he has held many times. And this isn't even wrestling related. It's not a heavyweight. It's not an intercontinental. It's bigger than that. Does he know that I won Mr. Saloon? Ten years in a row in Milwaukee. Wait a minute. What do you think you're some crumb bummies fooling around with? Ten years in a row, the title of Mr. Saloon? That's right. What does it mean? That means that I'm the best in the world. That title is recognized more than any title in the world because you can miss, win Mr. Saloon. You got to do a lot of things to do that. You got to be in a polka. You got to be able to throw drunks out of the saloon. There's a lot involved. And how does the Crusher prepare for the upcoming body posing contest with, I believe, none other than Nick Bockwinkle? So I'm going to start getting ready for him. I'm going to start eating six pounds of Polish sausage a day, increase my beer from a case to a case and a half, and I'm going to eat a lot of mashed potatoes and gravy. For a body posing contest, potatoes 
and gravy. And I'm going to cut down my workout so I really bulk up. Instead of walking a block, I'm going to cut it down to a half a block. <laughs> that was actually the wrong wrong uh, thing. That was actually Reaver's workout, which is weird. Oh, oh wow. Oh, man. Wow, oh. look at that. So how, how's your uh, your bet being paid off this week? Oh, you... really enjoying the bet. A nice, solid turkey club that he got the stink eye because he asked the uh, chef to prepare a f- special on Monday. Uh-huh. Uh, we got a great chicken tortilla soup yesterday. Today, wow. chicken wild rice soup in a bread bowl. Oh, in a bread bowl? I, oh, interesting. Yeah. I feel, I t- told you this before, like you're not getting enough, though. I think you should, if you're going to get soup, I think it should be supplemented with something else. Well, I asked for a little breadstick yesterday. I was told that this ain't the bleep in Olive Garden, so there is no breadstick mm. that they uh, they serve downstairs. Now, the, the language of the bet is just, he owes you lunch every day this week, right? A week's worth of lunches, yes. But there was no stipulation that it had to be from the Hubbard cafeteria. Mm, that is true. So that you, is true. You I, could, I think it went under. It was kind of generally understood, but yes, I don't believe we ever well, made that. Definitive. That's his fault for for not specifying the terms. For, I think you should at least explore some for uh, Friday. Bite squad options. Yeah, for Friday, go go somewhere. You know, that's does Manny really, still have a little baseball? Steak? Yeah, Manny. I think Grubhub Murray, will hook you up. Murray's yeah. maybe. By the way, the single, the single stupidest bet ever made. In mankind, the PJ Fleck would be Turkey of the yes. Year. And Reavers was a hundred percent sure he didn't even make the table. The finalists told by everyone around him, it's not Royce. He will never choose him. And don't forget, I offered him a plea bargain to back out. I know you did. I offered him a very generous bargain, but nope. Yeah, what a what a dunce that Reavers <laughs> man. Uh, Michael Jr. in like an hour and a half quarterback cesspool challenge in the eleven o'clock hour. Uh, Mackie and Judd, powered by TCL TV's America's fastest-growing TV brand. If you're looking for a great holiday gift for the sports fan, family member, friend, husband, wife, kid, whatever it may be, or just something uh, to, to raise the level of entertainment and viewing pleasure in your own home, a TCL TV is the way to go. We're talking four times the picture quality of a standard 1080p TV, and also a built-in Roku device, which gives you access to streaming platforms like Watch ESPN, Fox Sports Go, Big Ten Network to Go, all of the major professional sports platforms, Major League Baseball, NBA TV, you name it, WWE Network, I'm a big fan of. You get access to 4,000-plus streaming channels with these connected TVs and 450,000-plus TV show episodes and movies. TCL, America's fastest-growing TV brand. Stop into any major local retailer and ask about this magnificent TV. Bill Mackey, Judd Zolgad. I think it's false advertising, and the FCC should do something about it. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Save the day. Just a couple weeks to go until 1500 ESPN's 7th Annual Sports Fantasy Auction. It'll be Tuesday, December 12th. Listen, all day. From 9 a.m. until 6 to purchase and bid on great experiences with all proceeds benefiting Courage Kenny Rehabilitation Institute. It's presented in part by Able Chiropractic and TCL. All the details at 1500ESPN.com. Thank you, Dave Harrigan. One of our loyal listeners, Matt from Tennessee, has uh, put together poem readings for us in the past. In mm-hmm. fact, he put together one about Teddy Bridgewater, I feel like, maybe a month ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matt has chimed back into the show with another poetry reading. Okay. That we should get to. Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. You guys ready for this? Let's cue the band. Okay. 
Ooh, I like that. She's good. Yeah. Keenum's driving a Ferrari and hasn't crashed it so far. But it helps to be in control of such a well-designed car. His pocket presence and awareness are second to none. He can make plays with his arm or tuck it and run. He's got the eye of the tiger. He's a quarterback you shouldn't cross. Even if you sack him, he'll taunt you with a quick football toss. He keeps our offense efficient, and we're winning somehow. But Zimmer says he's excitable and has a horseshoe right now. He dropped one in the bucket to Rudolph in the corner, but please don't call in and compare him to Kurt Warner. Ooh. Oh. He's kind of like Brett Favre, only a diet version. He'll throw one up for grabs and hope for a conversion. Diet Favre, give me a drink. He can hit digs with a deep ball on a stop-and-go route, but overthrow Thielen by 10 yards on a 15-yard out. Wow. The way he nabs good stats is almost a crime. His secret is just to throw it to 19 every time. Get him dimes. He had a great game against Detroit, and everyone's going crazy. Has our memory of his October games gone a little hazy? Easy. He belongs in the same bin as these guys. Take your pick. Andy Dalton, Brian Hoyer, or Ryan Fitzpatrick? <laughs> Ooh, oh, no. Wow, Fitzpatrick. Cesspool. Not good. And just when you think we're going to the Super Bowl, Case will throw a pick in the playoffs they will crush your soul. This ain't Detroit. So should Teddy knock off some rust, get out there and start? I still say yes, because like Judd said, Keenum will break your heart. Oh. Wow. Matt good. from right, Tennessee. All right. That's well, a poem reading. That is outstanding. Judd. Wow. That is a talented... <laughs> Guy in Tennessee, does oh that. man, some, some talent to do that. Matt in Tennessee, do you want to just be our lead writer? If you could just <laughs> put together poem. like three of those for every show, we could just repeat them. And uh, that was really solid. Good. Um, quarterback cesspool challenge in like 20 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Judd Zolgad is uh going back on one of his promises for a punishment, and never... that's fine. We'll have to air that out uh, on the air now in 20 minutes. I like you it. You brought this upon yourself. I that's li- fine. No, I no, no, no. It's more. I'm more you than happy. You your chest about this am, punishment like two weeks ago, too, more, and now you're backing up. I am more than happy to say that uh, common sense hit me, and I realized. Extremely fraudulent. I would be selling the, sh- the show so short, but I'm going to explain that later. I'm going to explain that. So we'll do that. Uh, Mike Golick Jr. around 12.15 to talk football. When we come back, this is going to be admittedly a really dumb question to ask, but it has to be asked now that there is another available quarterback on the market potentially for next season from a Vikings perspective. Okay. Mackie and Judd.